What's up, everybody? Yes, it's Wednesday, which means we are at another episode of O. Jeremiah Talks. I'm going to be honest, this is probably my favorite episode we've done so far. Uh, there is, this is a roller coaster ride of an episode in more ways than one. Up th- at the beginning of the ride, we talk about Garth Brooks, my first concert ever, uh, and we talk about his new documentary, The Road I'm On, which is just the most documentary thing ever. Uh, and then we talk about uh, Aaron's biggest guilty pleasure, Selling Sunset, which was really fun to talk about. And then uh, we end with talking about a traumatic dentist experience that Aaron finally opens up about. And uh, there's a surprising amount of emotional vulnerability in this episode. And it's just, I would I would say, if you've ever wondered what it's like to be friends with us, this is a really good peek into what that is. Like, this is, to me, the closest we ever got to forgetting they were microphones in front of us and just, like, being ourselves, I would say. Uh, maybe you disagree. I don't know. But anyway, so I'm very stoked about this episode. This is O. Jeremiah Talks, Garth Brooks, Selling Sunset, and the Dadgum Dentist. Let's do it. Oh, real quick. I always forget to mention this. We have a Patreon. And if you want more episodes like these, if you want uh, extra bonus uh, conversations that aren't on this part of the podcast, go check out our Patreon page. You can go to ojeremiahtalks.com and it'll take you right to our Patreon page. Or just look us up on Patreon. We have two different tiers. Uh, one is more podcast forward and then one is more music forward. But if you do the music one, you also get the podcast one. So uh, we've got like exclusive songs, like demos, videos, all kinds of stuff is on that. So if that sounds like something you're into, go to ojeremiahtalks.com. I always forget to say that. Okay, now let's do it. I want it to be you talking on the intro. I know we feel together. Yeah. Okay. How are you, babe? See, that's why I did that. It's like I thought, like I thought, genuinely, we weren't, we were recording. No, now we are. We no. are officially yeah, yeah. recording now. No, 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 I gathered by whenever you said, "How are you?" <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that that's a good way to start a podcast. It's just checking in. That's yeah. basically why we do this podcast. It's couples therapy in front of microphones. I know. We should have a feelings wheel check in. Ooh, I like that. Let's start that this week. Go ahead. Uh, no, no. You start. How are you feeling on the feelings wheel? Can you describe what the feelings I wheel would, is? It's whatever you want it to be until I determine what it is. Um, in my mind, we have one of those like spin the like wheel of fortune wheels yeah. that we or no no the price is right yeah. and we spin it and then it lands on it and then but what does it land I think on? the game should be we should try to guess how the other person is feeling and it can range from like it could it, just pick anywhere it's but here's what I was going to say though like you were talking about the price is right type thing I feel so many different things in a day that I am think <laughs> That if you were to give me an emotion, like to name an emotion, I could get there really quickly by remembering something or by like, should I be an actor? I'm just I was literally about <laughs> to ask, kidding. do you I'm think you should have gone into acting? Because no. that sounds like a, an acting superpower. I would have, babe, you know how bad I am at that. Oh No, I don't think you're bad at acting. I think you're bad at enjoying acting. Mm, yeah, it makes me really scared. But anyways, okay, so we're going to try to guess the other person's feeling. Yes, go ahead. Okay. Just by your general demeanor. Describe my demeanor. You seem, and also I know like every detail about your last 24 hours, so it's hard for me to, but that's okay. That's, I mean, that's what this is about. I mean, this is like gauging better, how your spouse. Who better to, get, to guess my wheel than you? Exactly. You seem relaxed. Okay. And you seem generally relaxed and also in a state of what am I going to do this week and what do I have to look forward to this week? Like now you're just like describing you're questioning. me as a person. No, you're like questioning that specifically for this week. I am legitimately planning my goals for the week right now. Like In your head? In my head, yes. But would you say you're generally relaxed? Yes, you've said relaxed at least 11 times. Okay. <laughs> we, I am relaxed. Can you confirm or deny how accurate I was to, your, to how you were doing? It felt like you said, uh, I can tell you are a man. <laughs> like, no, what? It, because I, I, that, I, that was very specific, babe. 
Okay, I am relaxed, yes. I'm very relaxed. Cool. Because I have gotten to the point where I look forward to doing this every week. And I'm settling in knowing that we're about to spend we're about to spend an hour with each other. We're gonna enjoy each other's company. I've got a little coffee. We both agreed that now was a good time to do it. Sometimes we disagree on that and that makes it. So we start fussy. So our wheel for both of us is is fussy. Yes. Okay. So I I feel like I was pretty spot on and I'm really proud of myself. You're so proud. Okay. Okay. So let me let me spin the wheel. The spinning of the wheel doesn't really I, I'm getting anxious vibes. Yeah. <laughs> See, this is just... I thought I was covering it up so well. No, you're not. Uh, I'm getting anxious vibes because, as we will talk about later on the podcast, we have to go to the dentist today, <laughs> and we are not thrilled about it. We think it. we do. We think we have to go to the dentist. You're waiting to get a call. To confirm our insurance is accepted there. Yes. We got some fun stories about insurance. Can we talk about that today? Are you comfortable can, talking about that? I, I've. Um, it's been almost a year. Okay. And I feel renew- removed enough from it to we talk about We can finally it. tell the dentist story. I made a joke story. about it in front of friends recently. They, We talked about having to wear a mask in like um, a get-together that we were doing, and I, and I made the joke. I mean, I paid a lot for this tooth. I don't want people to miss out. Yeah. And so then I knew I had moved on. Yeah. Okay. So we'll definitely get there. So I'm getting anxious vibes, but generally uplifted because... We saw some people at some socially distanced hangs that we've missed. Yeah. Uh, you. That was a good recharge for me. That was a great recharge. It's a Monday, and we've made it this far. I feel like Mondays are daunting, but my girl E's out here, and she's ready to conquer. You're a conqueror on this mood wheel. That's, yeah. that's the vibe I'm getting. Yeah. Also a little sleepy. I'm getting a little sleepy vibe. For sure. I think I'm going to crash later. If we do have to go to the dentist, which is like just outside of Atlanta, long story, um, I will fall asleep in the car. I love that. I'm just giving you a heads up because no, I'm nervous that. about going to the dentist. And I've also been paying for really expensive toothpaste and it better have paid off because yeah, $15 an ounce or whatever is stupid. So much. Okay. Let's talk about. Okay. I will say I'm, I'm very, very excited about our music topic this week. Also quick note. I, I'm going there with you. The feelings thing is a cool thing. I think we should keep that. You want to keep it? Okay. Guess each other's feeling. But take the wheel out of it because that's not really a part of it. No, no. You said feelings, Will. I have to be able to visualize the feelings, Will. So I feel like we landed it pretty pretty well. Yeah. I feel like we landed the wheel. So can we go ahead and start <laughs> talking, talking about, about Garth Brooks? Oh, this is going to be really fun. Yes. I think. So let's set it up. You... Two someone, weeks ago, three weeks ago, something. Yeah, I saw someone uh, someone posted on Facebook a link to it. And they were like, if you haven't seen the Garth Brooks documentary, like I highly recommend it for musicians and even just like anyone. But Can you describe the musicians. genre of person that you saw post it? Because that would be helpful for me. Okay. I'm trying to think if I was active on their thing to make it obvious. They, I think I just saved the link and I don't think people can see that you do that, right? I don't know. I don't know how to save links. No, oh, I say I have so much in my saved file. Um, well, I, okay. So this person is middle-aged. Okay. Done. Got it. That's what I needed to know. That's what I needed to know. Because I feel, you know how like when you're looking at Facebook and you can tell the kind of post it is by the person that posted it. But they live in a really hip region of America. That's all I'll say. So does Garth. No, he No, I know. He used, he used to live in Nashville. Okay. He doesn't anymore because we watched the documentary and we know he and lives in know Oklahoma. His life. I yes. know, man, do I know his life. So you wanted to watch this documentary and I wanted to watch this documentary because yeah. Garth Brooks was my first concert ever. But I was you were medicated. I well, so I was, so was a it? little bitty kid. And yes. the rumor has it, I don't know if this is true. I was being a turd at the concert. It was in the nineties. You got Benadryled. I got Benadryled hard because I was being a turd to my parents. So you can't really say. I mean, it's like me saying the first concert I went to was Barney. I think I got three songs in before I started saying, I want to go home. This is dumb. Because I remember in the 90s, Garth Brooks had this moment in the show where he would shoot, where the, the band would come out and shoot each other with water guns. No. 
And I also remember there's this moment in the Look documentary. Look you trying to remember this concert. No, I remember there's a moment in the concert where Garth Brooks, for whatever reason, jumps off the stage and grabs a rope and swings on a rope. And boy, did that happen. Did it happen that, ever. That happened so hefty amount. I remember enough about the concert to know that it was a great time. But also, I can't really blame my parents because watching that documentary... Garth Brooks was... You can't blame them for what? What do you mean? For for wanting to see that concert enough to where they would give their kid like a oh, little... Oh, like, be quiet, we paid big money for this. Yeah, because okay. that was prime Garth Brooks. Like, And now we get it. And now I totally you, get it. Because that was the 90s, and he... He was as big won, as Michael Jackson. He won Artist of the Decade. Country artist of the decade. Yes. I did not even know that existed. The the amount of tickets he sold, like I, I this year when he did his reunion tour or twenty nineteen when he did his reunion tour, yeah. it was the highest grossing country music tour of all time. Can I say really quick? These facts that we're delivering so so vivaciously are not <laughs> going word. to. Uh, I'd like to revisit not, your feelings, Will, and say you feel very vivacious. That's what I want. to I say. don't know that I've ever felt that. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Um. But can I just say really quick, all of these facts that we're giving you, we're not really ruining the documentary for you because the essence of the documentary is how these facts are told to you. And so you will, you're not like, oh man, I wish I would have learned that in the documentary. No, you're going to be, you're going to be looked at in the eye by Garth say talking in first person how does he keeps going back and forth i would say and, and the delivery of these facts is unparalleled to any documentary i've ever seen in that i would argue yeah you could make a case that it is the worst documentary ever made and maybe the best and maybe the best hey babe babe yes there's a good everything that is good or everything that is good is also a curse and also Every you put your hands out one Palm forward, one back palm, and then you turn them, and then you turn them, and then you speak you slower guys know how to, do it now? to make your you point. Go, you go and you look directly. I'm staring at you so hard. Yes, every and you good, also have to cry every, every ninth good. word. Hold on a second, my boy might be an HSP. Can we just talk about that for a second? <laughs> yes. Not only was was I, I've gotten. I try not to Enneagram type people unless they're just like so unrelatable. Like it's funny to me, which we'll get into that. Don't worry. Um, I but feel like that coffee just kicked in. You were pulling your shirt collar over your mouth for some reason. I'm I just needed to stretch. Oh, okay. Um, okay. It looked like you were just like overwhelmed by all of no, it. No, my arms are sore <laughs> working out, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so like. It, yeah, every good thing has a curse. And I just can't get over that line. I I, I wonder if it would have been better if someone else told his story. He cried so much, y'all. I can't even express. Yeah. I, I wish someone would have told me. Oh, man, that would have been a great drinking game. That would have been a great drinking game. Hey, every time he cries, take a shot. Also, we don't do drinking games, y'all. Don't worry. And, and also, that's probably dangerous because he cries so much in that documentary yes it's like the time we did we did a never mind we don't have to go into that cry every or drink every time he looks at the camera and talks like this oh it's so um yeah and obviously it aired on tv because the commercial cuts are painful i don't know why it had to be broken up into <laughs> it had to be broken up <laughs> sorry into two different parts you know, just make it a long documentary. Yes, I'm gonna say this. It was, it was, it was season one, two episodes. What? That doesn't make sense. I, when we started the documentary, <laughs> and the opening title comes up, and it's the theme song is his is like a new song, "The Road I'm On." Yes, and he's driving down the gravel. And road. And he's driving down the gravel road. I I was very I was like, oh, this is about to be a good time. I'm about to see a legend tell his story. Yes. Five minutes in, I said, yes. I said, someone free me from this hell. Yeah, Jeremiah almost didn't stick it out, y'all. I couldn't. Yeah, because it's it true. is, and I think it's because documentaries have gotten so artful and so like just subtle, classy the, and subtle. There's like you you learn about their story in very subtle ways, but this was just. Here's why I liked it. I'm a very 
factual person. I'm a very, sometimes I can be very black and white with like my delivery and like, don't give me any fluff. And like, there was no fluff. I Except literally just. it was all fluff. <laughs> it was, but it, all of his, babe, why didn't we write down some of his, <laughs> oh my goodness, why didn't, why didn't we write down some, some of his quotes? I'm so sorry. Noodles just went nuts. So I, um, I, I, why I didn't think we write down some of them? Because those? they ring in my ears all the time. But the blessing and a curse. Yeah. Like we've got that down. We've got that down. But then like, uh, like, what is it like up there? And he said, yeah. <laughs> you want to find out? Or like, like the most cliche sentences about. I will oh, say, man. I will say. It, the things that I got from uh, let's say let's talk about the things we didn't like and some of the things that we did like and if you want to watch the documentary it will be just as special to you even like if we I described said, everything there's no, that there's happened. no way we can deliver it the same way as our as our boy but the thing is babe is like the more I think about it I'm just like the things that I quote didn't like it's just like not even true that I didn't like it because it was so entertaining no no I'm gonna say this, this if I have to give you an answer did I like the documentary the answer is an obvious yes. Okay. Because and I would watch it again because now I know what it is. Yes. It is a country music documentary by the biggest country star of the nineties. But if you're like super into documentaries, it's not a good documentary. It's not gonna be your thing. No. Because it's not like a It's like I don't know, it reminds me of his song Thunder Road. Or uh not Thunder Road, uh the Thunder Rolls. Mm-hmm. Because that song is so lame and still so awesome. Like, the music video to that is garbage. It's just not... But like at the, the time, yeah. it was so powerful. And it yeah. was so... And I think he never... He was never known for being, like, the cool indie whatever. No. It's so on the nose. It's so... It's just not our sense of, like, style. Yes. And humor. Yes. And so... But... Uh, something that I just like cannot deny is that he seemed genuine. Yes. And I have so, I have respect for how he and his wife handled their divorce. I also have respect for their relationship. Now his ex-wife was in the whole documentary, the whole documentary, the whole thing Uh, more than his new wife was. She gave a, she gave her blessing for him to marry Trisha Yearwood. And it was just like, and also his daughters, like he also has a daughter that you can tell she's like emotional like him. Did you notice this? And I thought it was beautiful. I don't know if you noticed this. Anytime someone cried in that documentary and it was a lot, not, it, it, it was mostly him and his daughters, right? They would all, they all t- cried at one point. Yeah. None of them apologized for crying. Oh, of course. Did yeah. You, but did you notice that? Yeah, of course. I'm. Because obviously they would have had to be like, hey, Garth, you're crying like a lot. No, but like even the girl when she started singing that song and then she cried, she wasn't like, oh, I'm sorry, that just gets me really choked up. Like a lot of people feel the need to apologize for showing that emotion and they didn't. Yeah, which I love. And so that's something that he obviously like instilled in his kids was to like lean into whatever you feel. Yeah. And his mom probably did too. And I just, and I, I think that's, I always like get really excited about that. Yeah. And I get that. I think the documentary does a really great job reminding you how important he was to country music. Yeah. How many amazing songs he had. Yeah. How great of an entertainer he was. Yes. And still is. Um, It does a really great job showing you what the music industry used to be like. Yes. It is no longer like, like he's not even on Spotify. Touring was social media. Yeah. I'm going to look something up really quick while you're doing that. Go ahead. Um, I think it does a really bad job coming off as a non-scripted behind the scenes documentary. Like when you watch Tiger King, it looks like that whoever made Tiger King stumbled onto magic. Like he found a miracle in this documentary. The Garth Brooks documentary feels very much like every moment was planned in some way. Like they were like, hey, Garth, we're going to do this segment on, I want you to talk about this part of your life. Like talk about having kids. And it's like he cries, and but it still feels, it all still feels very planned mm-hmm. to me. So the, I just pulled up, I was trying to look for um, memorable quotes from the documentary and I found a couple, but the thing, it, just to like, I want to just set the stage of like what you're getting into. 
the first scene, like we're saying, it's shown, shown you behind the scenes of like footage of his like most recent tour, right? And then he's driving on this gravel road and he ends up at this like fire pit and he says, and he says, um, this is where a lot of questions get answered. But it's like the most dramatic delivery of that sentence he ever. He says, this is where the questions get answered. And then it's silent. And then you hear the gravel road. And then he like pulls up and walks out to this fire pit. And so th- that is the S in an essence. That is in a, that that is what the vibe would. Would you agree? I would say that it is a it is legitimately a student made film with great cameras. Like, oh, okay. I feel like it as a story. It, the thing that makes it so amazing is Garth Brooks's life. The documentary itself just seems so less than what the climate of documentary is. Documentaries are now. I don't care if it's tiddlywinks. You're gonna be on a team. You're gonna be part of something bigger than you can be by yourself. You know, just a lot of like home runs. Just like just just yeah, ep- wh- like big swooping. Uh, like Hallmark card sentences there's happened this, a lot. Yes, there's this moment where <laughs> he retires from music, and it's and you can't spoil it. Like everyone knows this stuff. He I retires. Did, I didn't realize that, but yeah, yeah. He retires from music, moves back to Oklahoma, mm-hmm. and he's got these three daughters. And there's this moment where he's like, "And today we're gonna build a bridge." And yeah, him and his three daughters build this bridge but one summer, and and he says, and he's talking about how like when life gets hard. They always say, it's not that hard, Daddy. We built a bridge or something. And I'm just like, like, what? But here's the thing, though. Like, it's laughable, but I'm also like, what a sweet lesson that he did for them. Like, that is cool to be like, you can put do anything that you put your mind to, and it's not, like, that instills, like, you're not going to have instant gratification with everything. Yes. And I like that. I feel like the Garth Brooks documentary, The Road I'm On, (laughs) is the same as a bouncy pit. Also, what a great title. In, In, like, a, or it's like a... It's like an arcade or something, but you're 40. Like, it feels like if you just surrender that the thing is what it is, you can have a good time. Surrender early. Yeah. Just go and do it. You're going to want it to be cooler than it is, and it's just not. But if you let it be what it is, you will have a wonderful time. And one, when you see his Central Park concert. Insane. There's, like, that is a miracle. When you see um, that... He basically, like, they riot, they didn't riot, they threatened to riot, they protested his concerts in Dublin, Ireland on his reunion tour because he sold too many tickets. Mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. Yeah, and those, that was insane. Uh, but you can't, you can't have too high of expectation on what the documentary is. Yeah. But you can have a high expectation on the story of Garth Brooks because that is amazing. It is amazing. Did I cry? Yes. I cri- I cried. I cried several times. I cried. I, I spent a lot of the time being the, the timeline is weird because like he looks like he, he has like reverse Benjamin Button in, in parts because like he goes back into like, he's like gray hair, not gray hair, goatee, not it just like it, the timeline is confusing. That to me. wasn't really confusing to me, but yeah, it was super confusing to me. Okay. Um, but whenever he talks about like giving it up so he could be a dad and then they, him and his wife or his ex-wife, they would do split parenting, but the parents, w- the kids would rotate homes every day. And they lived like really close to each other. So they would wake up in the, like say wake up in the mom's house and then dad would pick them up in the morning and they'd stay with dad. school. Yes. And then, they, yeah, they and would, then they would rotate every day. Because they wanted to, the kids to be able to see mom and dad morning and night. Yeah, it's a wild ride. Because they really wanted to go at it together. And the respect that they had for each other was just, was just really, I've never, I've never seen that before. I would say it took me an hour to, to finally give up wanting it It, to be something else. But at the end of the first episode, you were like, oh, like, I want to keep going. I'm into this now. And I was like, just so you know, like, we, like, we are going to keep going. Yes. Like, I have to finish this. Um, I had, I had a great time. It, it took a lot to. Noodles. It took a lot to get me there, but I'm very glad we stuck it out. Yeah, me too. It was really good. And I forgot how some how good some of those songs are. Friends in Low Places is just like a time like it will be this it will be a song forever. Yep. I just love that. I love that song. Yep. I love Garth. Long live Garth. I know. 
let's okay do you want to switch and talk about your new thing yes and okay your perspective you is gonna be weird you want the moon just say the word and i'll throw a lasso around it and pull it down Okay, how is my perspective going to be weird on this? Uh, in the same way that I would just listen to Game of Thrones and be like, what the? Yes. Okay, so g- describe the show that you would like to talk about this week. I feel like um, it describes itself. <laughs> what, okay, let what, it describe itself. What then. better t- title than Selling Sunset? Yes. It is, if you've seen these two, I don't know. It is like Real Housewives meets an HGTV show. Like maybe like the Property Brothers. I haven't seen HGTV in a while. I would say that's a perfect description of the show. And very rarely do two things meet in the middle to make a thing. Yes. Quite as on the nose as what you just described. Yeah. And so the candy television I love, just for everyone's reference, is a good... Just like season of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is usually my favorite. So this is great that they're literally in L.A. And it is the most unrelatable show I've ever seen. Uh, That's why I enjoy it. In what way? Just the extravagance of their lives. Okay. I would say. And the conflict is like obviously pretty scripted and told to like ham up a good bit. Yeah. And I'm really uncomfortable with conflict in my own life. But if I'm watching it between these LA women and I have no stakes in it, you're here for it. For some reason it like, I'm just like super there for it. Yeah. You can eat that with a spoon for sure. Yeah, You love that. And I'm like trying to guess their Enneagram numbers, which is like dumb. I know. Um, but which is you know how we talked about in Garth Brooks documentary how I was impressed that they didn't scold them or like no I'm sorry I was impressed that the characters didn't apologize for crying and I think the reason I said that is because the episode I saw last night one of the characters in Selling Sunset and it was it's reality television she literally goes through a divorce on the show and she cries in her interviews and with her friends and she apologizes. And I'm like, girl, why are you apologizing? Like, are you kidding me right now? You, like, you, obviously you're crying right now. Yeah. Don't, why are you sorry? And it, the thing that hearing you say that is so funny to me is that you like that show knowing it's obviously scripted. And we had a hard time with Garth Brooks. And I think it's because like we've, we've, we were already on the same page as reality TV where we're like, yeah, that's what reality TV is. Yeah. And we're relearning what a documentary is because documentaries are like getting cooler and cooler. But reality I, TV has stayed in its lane yes. and it always delivers. It always delivers for me. There's just something about, oh, I just, and I have like one episode left and I'm really, I just don't want to finish it because I love it. I just like get really into just like, it's it's the ultimate mind numbing thing, and it's it feels like a vacation at night. Yeah, and that's probably like unhealthy, is it? No, because you don't do it a lot. Yeah, when you're watching reality TV, we're either in a hotel room. Yeah, or it is this new Selling Sunset thing, and it is just it's just been a blast, and I don't it it's so unrelatable. It really cracks me up. Well, I'm learning a lot. I I, I heard a a statistic that 80% of American culture comes out of LA. I don't know if that's true or not. I thought I've always thought that was an interesting number. That is even, interesting. even if that's not true, that's an interesting it's over th- half. And yeah. That's insane. I would agree. Even with half that. is insane. Yes. I would be shocked by 50, but I'm watching these girls that don't look like people to me. They've been so enhanced by cosmetics and, and the th- surgery. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing that the things that they talk about and the things they value just doesn't sound like something that I would ever like. It's not a hill I would die on, but I would. Dennis is calling. Hey fam. So in case that wasn't clear at this point in the podcast, the dentist called Aaron and we had to break. And that's kind of why we, our conversation about sunset got, uh, got cut short and why we kind of skedaddle straight to talking about the dentist. I just want to give you a little context as to why that ending happened so abruptly. Okay. Let's get back to the. Are we cool? She sounded like the nicest lady she of all time. She is the 
nicest lady of all time. I've never dealt with a receptionist that competent and that kind. Do you want to? I feel like we need to move. Yeah, to yeah. The I dentist. need. I need to move on from selling sunset with people that can just get veneers, and we need to just. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so would you recommend selling sunset to someone? I was going to say, would you recommend this dentist? And I'm like, yes. Haven't even been. Yeah. Okay. But I think okay. Let's great. move on from selling sunset. So if you just need some candy, some uh, some some skittles in your life, visually. Is it a pretty show? Sunset. Like, is it like a? Because every time I, I watch I, it, looks it yes. has that reality TV show vibe. Well, no, it's no, it's not like shot magnificently. I'm saying, oh, I love, you just like seeing nice houses. Yes, I love. You know this about me. One of my loves is decorating and making a home or making a house at home. And like this show, I I can't even relate to how they're decorating, but it's still so fascinating to me. These yeah. people, there was someone that had two saunas in their house, a twelve car garage. A basketball court. Like, there's just anything you can ever imagine. Yeah, I think I struggle too much with, like, coveting. <laughs> I know that's, like, such a churchy word, but, like, if I'm watching a show and they have two basketball courts, I don't even play basketball, but I'm like, why can't I have two basketball courts? I just, I would, I don't get it. One yeah. had a studio, music studio. <sighs> just, why did you? But the first question was, do y'all want to turn that into a movie theater instead? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so Selling Sunset on Netflix... Three seasons. the the two The main two guys are two bald twins. They the Oppenheim group. They they're the two brothers that own this company. And I'm sure having agency. your own reality TV show like makes it so much easier to get clients. Yeah, um, th- one of the twins. I don't like his general vibe. But can you tell which one it is? No. Mm. I have to be reminded. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's. Uh, I know you're. I know you're itching in to, to to talk about it. Let's talk work. about the dentist. Let's do it. I feel like. Where do I even begin? I think you should tell the tell the story. Well, I don't want to get down in the weeds of the story. Yeah. But I feel <laughs> like you can tell the story of us going. Tell t- talk about really no, quick. No, let's start with. Gandalf the dentist sure. on Millage. I would love to. Okay. Before we move on, I need you to also know for certain that phone call just determined we are going to the dentist today. No, no, I heard you. Okay. Yeah, I, I, tr- I didn't want to, to hang up this podcast and be like, get ready. And you'd be like, what the? Yeah. So uh, now wh- my two ex- years ago, feelings wheel, my anxiety has gone up a couple of notches. I love that. So, but I'm excited to get it over with. And here, and you have good reason. Yes. Let's revisit the feelings, Will, Gandalf. with this story. So we it go, was 2018. 2018, so two and years ago. Two years ago. And we it go is around to, this time of year. Do yes. You, want me, you said I should well, tell I'll it. Well, I'll tell this part. Doing? I'll tell this part. That's interesting. I'll just, so we, we have to go to the dentist, and we go it to- It had been a few years. It had been a few years. It's not something that we're super great with, but on there's a street in our town of Athens- that has a dentist that looks like a home. It was the first name that popped up on the provider list. So yes. I said, book it. And we walk in and the man is probably 112 years old. Like it looks like he is one tooth. Like he is like, that's how old the man was. Didn't know if he was going to make it. Yeah. Didn't know if he was going to make it through our exam. He was so old. The office. Dope. Amazing. It Beautiful. looked like a Wes Anderson movie. It, the living... I'm sorry, the waiting room <laughs> Yes, was stunning. We, the yeah. Sp- yeah, the end of the story is we found out that the dentist office was his was home. Was his living room, my bad. And he was a dentist that uh, recovered an old ship and sailed it from an island somewhere mm-hmm. and sailed it back to the States. True. And the boat or the ship or whatever it was is in his backyard. Yeah. So you can get your teeth cleaned and go look at this long recovered maiden voyage ship that is in his yard right, whatever. Right. Anyway, so he's a thousand and we're on the table and he keeps telling us I would do x-rays for you but you're musicians and you can't afford it. Also, he kept telling me because what pro- here's the thing, when you get married and you get on your own insurance, it's like and we're, and you're self-employed, you don't have great insurance or at least we don't. And so I hadn't been to the dentist in like two and a half, three years. Just, just, I'm just being honest. Like, and, and cause I've never really had, I've only had one cavity in my life. And so I was just like, and you've never had any cavities. So we, we were like taking care of our teeth and we were just like, I think we're good. But I remember 
we were in Memphis, Tennessee on tour and I couldn't go to sleep one night because I had a really bad toothache and I'd never had that before. And I chalked it up to being sinus pressure, but it was very localized to one, two. So that was like alarming. So I was like, okay, Aaron, you can't put this off any longer. You need to find a dentist because I hate, I, I feel like if I, I feel like everyone kind of generally understands if you hate the dentist, like it's like, yeah, I get it. It's terrible. So that's what prompted me to book this appointment. And I literally didn't really ask around. I just, it, and it's insurance stresses me out. It's like really hard to navigate. And so I literally just looked up our provider list and I found this guy's name. It was the close, we literally could walk there. And so I was just like, Hey babe, we're just going to go here. And so the guy kept, the dentist kept talking about, and it didn't even, he didn't even file it. Like he just saw us essentially for free because he asked us what we did. I told him, I yelled to him that we were musicians because he couldn't hear anything. Yep. And he kept saying, well, if you're musicians, like you probably can't afford x-rays. So I'm just going to like give you a look over. So he's like, have you had any problems? And I'm like, yeah, like my upper left, like back of my mouth, there's like a tooth back there that's like hurting. He takes a look. He does a cleaning. And he's like, you have impeccable hygiene. Like, your teeth look great. He, it's like, he was talking about how great your hygiene was so much, it was making me uncomfortable. Yeah, so much. And he even, like, yeah, he thought he thought it was great. So I was like, well, what about that tooth? And he's like, you know, I think you actually grind your teeth at night, and I think you're just making it sore from that. And I was like, cool, ouch. Like, it still hurts. Um, but I... The feeling of going to the dentist and being told that you don't have any cavities is one of the most satisfying feelings in the world. You feel better than everyone else on oh, Earth. Oh, 1,000%. Yeah, like so, I'm judging everyone as I'm leaving there. Like, wow, yes. I bet that dude has like nine cavities and yes. you don't even know. Yeah. And so I was just like fist pumping, super stoked. And he goes, do you want to watch your husband get his exam? And I was like, of course I do. And so I stood in there and we all talked and, you know, he found out I played the violin. And then he's like, oh my goodness, you do? Can... I would just love it if you came here one day and like, can you like tune my violin for me and like, and like play it and see if it works? Like, I don't, I don't even like, can you see if it's like a thing? And I was like, I mean, yeah, sure. Like, I didn't want to say no. And he then says, well, you know, like, are you guys in a rush at all? And I was like, no, like I only penciled this in because I'm so scared of it. Like I have the whole rest of the day off. And he was like, great. Well, let me just go grab my violin really quick. And I was like, you said it was it in your closet and I was like oh my gosh this joker lives here he turned his home into a dentist office and it was true he had done that and so he went and got this cobwebbed violin out of his closet it looked as old as he was it was very hard to <laughs> it was very hard to tune so I tuned it as much as I could to just get the two strings I only needed two strings to play something so I literally was like how can I get these a fifth apart I tuned them a fifth apart I played Amazing Grace for him because I heard gospel music in the waiting room, so I thought that it would be appropriate. Played Amazing Grace, and he just like stood there with his mouth open, just like in shock that it actually played. And he looked, I actually he played. looked like a dinosaur at a museum. He was so still. He was I was like, stunned. was that it? Is that what did it? He was stunned. He was he yeah. And then and he, he said, looked on the at way me. Out. He looked at me and he said, "I bet the day you met her, you said I'll take it." And it was very, I was like, dude, can you stop hitting on my wife? We, You're a thousand. Oh my, he wasn't hitting on me. We haven't seen him since, except the time I went running on Millage and I saw him cutting the grass. Okay. Anyways. So the next time we go to the dentist, no, well, I'll say this, so, your toothache never goes away. Never goes away. Okay. And now tell them up, about the last time we went to the dentist. Yes. I chalk it up to sinus and then I'm like, okay, maybe he is right with the grinding. And then I'm like, this is bad. I stopped eating on the left side of my mouth. That's how bad it got. And I was like, something is wrong. Granted, I was stubborn. I was not confident that we could cover whatever expense was about to happen. Because I remember our friend Maddox had a tooth problem. And he was like, oh, yeah, I had the same feeling. And I just had to get a crown. Like, it's okay. Like, it, it's not a big deal. You probably, like, accidentally cracked it and it just hurts. And I was like, okay, cool. And for some reason, that logic I could get with. Because it was like... A crack is an accident that I didn't that I didn't do on purpose. Not and it, that you were flawed. Exactly. Not yeah. that I could feel shame for like not taking care of my teeth, whatever. So I wait too long to book the appointment, but I finally do. I I probably look down the list and find like the fifth provider. Um, won't say who. I don't know. Go. We book a an appointment together because anytime we go to the dentist, I'm like, okay, we're both going just to like get it out of the way. You had. 
a good experience. Like they praised you for how good your teeth looked. I was legitimately having a party in my waiting room. You were, and everyone they was were, laughing. They, they gave were, you a cute. They were like, "Here, fill out this survey for me, and I'll give you twenty five dollars off your next visit." They were like, legitimately like, doing? "Oh my gosh!" Like, when can we hang out again? Yes. Like, I'm having a great time, and and I'm over in the next door, like on the verge of tears because the the hygienist is like, "Hey, do you have anything? Like, have you had any problems?" And I was like, "Yes, there's a tooth." There's a tooth, tooth on my upper left quadrant, whatever you guys call it, number C5320, and it, it's hurting really, really bad. She goes back there with that mirror, and she's like, whoa. Which you never want to hear in a No, dentist. and she, I'm going to be honest with you. She was really unprofessional, and it really bugged me because she kept making it seem like it was a big deal until after the dentist came in. So then the dentist comes in. You don't have to be a be a dental hygienist to know that that x-ray x-ray was very clear and that this tooth was definitely wrong something was wrong with like it. anyone could have walked up and been like mm. i don't know who this that person is off. but that one's got a which bad one is tooth. different yes. yeah that's pretty bad so i knew something bad needed to happen and the dentist comes in and she's like so you're gonna need a root canal and a crown on that tooth and i almost cried and then she's like also i'm just gonna say it. i'm i don't even care anymore she's like also you have five cavities you very and rarely, as an anxious person, yeah, does your worry meet reality with the same level of freaking, gravity? Freaking exceeded it. Yes. It, you it, were like, I'm going to have to get a freaking crown. I'm going to have to get a root canal. I'm going to have five cavities. And I'm like, you're being so dramatic. And then the dentist was like, happens. no, 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 you nailed it. <laughs> it's actually all you have. Also, you have potential for some gum disease. So here's a $30 bottle of toothpaste you yes. have to get. So the dentist was just like not empathetic at all. But then the hygienist comes back in after she delivers the nudes and she goes, hey, just so you know, like I've had two root canals done and she looked like to, she looked around my age. So I was thankful that she said that. And she was like, it's really not that bad. She's like, the people that are telling you root canals are bad are your parents because they had to have them. Their first one was whenever we didn't have the medicine that we have now and the tools and whatever. She's like, it's honestly not that bad. And so I was thankful that she kind of like sat with me in that. Uh, Dennis was like the least empathetic person I've ever met. So um, we go to talk to the financial person in the office and she basically tells us, um, hey, just so you know, uh, your insurance doesn't cover any major work. And I was like, what does that mean? And she's like, um, a percentage of cavity fillings are taken care of, but your root canal and crown are not going to be covered. And I start tearing up and then we get in the car, full on cry. I have a, one of the biggest breakdowns I've ever had of my life afterwards. Yeah. And so my... So much shame. Usually for me, and it was shame for sure that was leading that. And I didn't know that at the time. Right. Because for me, I'm always like, then we pay the money. Because it was a, it was it was like four grand for that tooth. Yep. And when they told us four grand, I was like, if I'm paying four grand, I want something in return. But it's hard to pay for a dental thing because you're like, I'm paying to make things go back to the way they were. Yeah. Whereas four grand, I'm like, I want a crappy car. Well, it's it's also just such, for me, it's like such a sign of aging of that I can't go back on. Like I, I did permanent damage to my body. Mm. And that was really, really hard for me because like. I can understand like naturally aging, but I could have prevented that and I didn't. And that really hurt me. Yeah. And also it just, it's the shame of like, oh, I'm not being a good adult. Like I'm not doing well at taking care of myself. Oh, I'm not. And it was the shame of you're stupid and you don't know how to look for insurance. Right. And you're dumb for not realizing blah, blah, blah. But it, it, it was me, just terrible. Me being an Enneagram 7, like always looking for the silver lining. I'm like, babe, this is great news though. Your tooth is going to stop hurting. Right. And, and you're like, my heart hurts now. It's, no. a diff- it's a different pain now. And it wrecked me really bad for months. Like yes. that was like a deep shame that I felt for a really long, until it was, a, no, even, because here's the thing, you got all that stuff. I had to schedule an appointment for a root canal at a different on it, uh, office. It it was like a four visit endeavor four i think it was even five babe it was absolutely insane i felt i felt so much pain for you because it's like you told me this one time when you were a kid that you watched a horror movie and your mom didn't punish you because she knew the nightmares you were going to have was enough of a punishment Mm -hmm. that's like for me i was like there's nothing i could say 
that is going to help or hurt worse than what she's about to have to go through. I just have to go through it. You just have to go through it. Because I was never, I was never bummed. Like I, I was bummed for you that you had to go through it, but I was never bummed about the money or anything yeah. like that. I, like we did not have $4,000 to, to yeah. buy gold tooth. It took out a lot of our savings and we also had to open a credit card for it. Like just, it was just so unexpected and it, it yeah, just, and it, it was sucked. the least fun way to spend money. I know. Like, I wish that we could have just bought like a dumb thing. Like we finished when we finished paying it off. I think that's whenever I finally felt a release from it. And, and then, then whenever we out. and then whenever we paid it off, you found out that we actually did have some coverage on our insurance. We yep. just filed the wrong one. Filed the wrong one, and that was also a long story. So that was a new shame. But I'm also, I think I've done the work to not give myself a hard time. I've gotten better about being kind to myself and that is my favorite. That is my favorite way to see. Cause when you're married, you get to see each other grow in different ways. Yeah. That is my favorite growth. I get to see in you is that like every day you're a little bit nicer to yourself because mm-hmm. you're conditioned to be a bully to yourself. Like there's nothing I could say that would hurt your feelings more than you hurt your own feelings. Mm-hmm. And it's been so great to see you be able to like, I'm doing my best. Insurance is confusing as all get out. I th- yeah. You know what I think helped? Hmm. You conquering taxes. Because you you hated taxes so much at the beginning, mm-hmm. but you started being like, you know what? Taxes ain't got nothing on me. And I feel like <laughs> like conquering something as mm-hmm. horrible as doing our taxes as self-employed people every year, yeah. I think you, you just like, that was like the start of you being like, I am a conqueror of things. Yeah, I honest, I also like just sitting here thinking, it hasn't really hit me yet that we're going to the dentist today. And the last time I went was like a really terrible experience because uh, it was like it was a cavity filling like to like it was one of the last things I had to do. And it hurt so bad. Like the numbing shot like yeah. she it was one of the most painful shots I've ever experienced. And it was so being like a highly sensitive person. The noises in that room are that happened miserable are insane. They're and horror I, movie noises. I at one point it was just like. I didn't think I should have been awake for it. Like, it was just terrible. I also think if you want a job where you get to belittle and feel bigger than anyone, it's a dental hygienist. I don't know. That is the job I feel like because every time, anytime someone's like, okay, I know you know how to floss or whatever. I know. And I'm like, I'm not here for you to bully me. I'm here because like. I just need, I, like, get me out of but here. But you also have an opportunity to handle it the right way because I, what's shocking, everyone I, anyone I told all the things I had to get done, they were like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, you have to get a root canal. And shockingly enough, that was the best dental experience I've ever had because I, shout out to the, it was Athens Endodontics. I had to be referred to them for this procedure. And I came in, and all of the hygienists were so kind to me and they did not once shame me for having to get it done Mm. and the dentist himself was affirmative kind and like so patient and he talked me through the entire procedure that's cool and he kept saying because i get in my head a lot and i think he could tell or maybe he just does this with everyone but he was like he was like hey listen you're doing great everything looks great in here aaron like um, we're going to get this done super short. We're about halfway done now. Okay. Every, we're doing this now. This yeah, you great. like this You like this. being able to like... I like to be in the know. Give me the update. And like where are we at? You haven't... Because t- the dentist we went to... The dentist we went to was just didn't... I li- And you know, I don't... Especially in the medical field. I'm terrified of that kind of arena because I'm not sure what's going on. And another thing important to note, like, I yes, I went to the dentist like a regular kid, but the medical profession, like going to an appointment scares me a little bit because as a kid, my mom is a nurse practitioner. I hardly ever went to the doctor because she always took care of me and I never needed to go. Right. And so I don't have a ton of experiences. And so that doesn't add up to a ton of positive experiences going to a medical appointment. And so I feel like a kid again because I don't know what I'm doing and this Dennis, she, so the root canal was an amazing experience. And so I'm going into the next appointment, which is to fit me for my crown, which was not that bad because they're just kind of like getting it, you know, measuring the tooth, doing a mold. And then she did a couple cavity fillings. Then the next appointment was to put the crown on. And I was there for three hours and she didn't talk for like an hour. Yeah. And 
I was just hearing drilling. There was blood on my napkin there. I was like drooling. I was tearing up. It was too loud. And like, I could like literally, I'm like tearing up now, but oh geez, I think I'm scared to go today. (laughs) Oh no. Yeah. I think that, yeah, I can totally understand why. You forget, like, you forget how how much of a mark that left. Yeah, I I think I'm scared to go. But, But, like... I've bought the expensive toothpaste several times. Right. I've read amazing reviews on it. And I'm like, and I've like floss now more than ever. I don't miss a day of flossing now. Yeah. Like and at I, all. And, it, and so, I still, I still don't floss. <laughs> I, like I do, <laughs> I, I, I just, I won't learn the lesson until it's miserable like that. But we're going to come back next week and I'm going to be like, I had 19 I mean, cavities. Like I, <laughs> I have more cavities than I do teeth. <laughs> I like, yeah, like I, if I, I think what's hard is that knowing if I go today and they see that something else is wrong, I think I'm genuinely not going to know how it happened. And I, and I think you want life to reward good behavior. And this is one of the times that doesn't necessarily correlate. Right. Because like you did good and you want to be rewarded for that. And because, like, it wouldn't surprise me if you were resentful to me from the last visit because I legitimately eat sunflower seeds, ice cubes, <laughs> I like gravel, like, and <laughs> and they come in and they're like, and I'm like having a party in my room, and you legitimately floss every day, brush your teeth with fancy toothpaste, smile in the mirror to make sure you got everything, and I'm legitimately just like wilding out in my tooth, like all the time, yeah. and but I like- got to get away with no pain and you legitimately had like the worst dental experience ever. And what sucks is like Gandalf on Millage, the reason like if you have a dentist that's telling you your hygiene is impeccable, you're not going to say, yeah, but can you do the x-ray just to be sure? Because at the time I did not know that the x-ray is what shows what's going on. Yeah, and I think if you're that old, you have to ha- and have been doing it this long, you probably know. And whenever and when no, we left- of course he knows, babe. He was and and I and I I'm not mad at him. I'm a little agitated, but I was agitated when I found out everything that happened. I'm not mad at him for quote missing it because here's the thing: he in his mind he was doing us a favor by saving us money because right. he didn't know that. And I should have said, "Hey, dude, we have insurance." Like. But I was legitimately like, oh, dude, we don't have to do x-rays. This is awesome. Yeah, you're, you're just like, oh, I, I'm good. But, you know, you can't see what's going on in the tooth. And I, yeah. Well, I think we're going we're gonna to knock it out. Tomorrow we will have wanted to say we took care of this yesterday. <sighs> yeah, you're right. It also doesn't help. So the year, this year our insurance, um, I got a new plan, obviously, because the last one was terrible. Well, it <laughs> turns out we had one that I didn't know about, so that's fun. Um, I got a different plan, though, that covers, like, a good percentage of major work in case that needed to be done. And uh, so I go to schedule our cleanings in March, and pandemic happens. And so then I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll do it, like, in June. So I go to schedule it in June and um, when things were opening back up and uh, realized that I could not find a dentist within – 100 mile radius of us or even like I I searched I called like 20 offices and then they were like I don't even I've never even heard of that insurance company (laughs) and and then I did like a a mass search on the insurance website to see who who would take our insurance and like nothing showed up no one I even searched in Mississippi and Alabama in case if we were visiting family we can just hop down nothing was showing up so I um sent a bunch of emails to their company and basically like demanded a list of providers in our network. And, um, I got a list of like a hundred. So we're trying out number one of a hundred today. And she just called, she's the receptionist, babe. I I can't, 
I could like cry just thinking about how kind she is to me. No, and I know, and that's like I didn't want to point that out, but like it's like she's our girl, and she's like, hey, this is gonna be better than last time. And you know what she even told me? She was like, I don't know, uh, I forgot the technical term, but did you hear her explaining the like caveat of us going? Uh, it's basically like if something goes wrong, or if like if we have to do a filling or whatever, we have to like apply for it or something. No, like so we've only been with this new insurance company since January of this year. And apparently, like, you have to have been with your... If if we need major work done, like a cavity filling or something, we will have had to have been with the company for, like, 12 months with the insurance plan. Isn't that kind of lousy? But at the yeah. same time, it's like a loyalty thing because she's basically... She said, well, like, basically, if you're paying $40 a month for an insurance company and then you need like twenty thousand dollars of work done they're not you're not, you haven't been with them long enough to like justify that expense sure. and i guess i kind of get that but she i was like but just to be clear though like our x-rays will be covered today right and she was like right they'll be 100 percent covered and i was like okay cool so here's the thing we're probably not going to get cleanings today though because she said the way they do it is that a a cavity might take precedence over a cleaning and they rank it that way. And so they do x-rays to see where the cavities are or if there's cavities to take precedence over just like a general cleaning. And she kind of tried to explain it to me. I think that's just what the way their office works. I don't super know, but she was, my point is that she was so patient and kind because she said the whole six month, 12 month thing She's like, do you know what I'm talking about with this? And I was like, no, I like if there's any way you can explain it to me. And she just walked me through the whole thing. Yeah, I heard that. And it was very. I think, I think the thing about this is that in our marriage, I am the one that gets into trouble, and you are the one that keeps us out of trouble. Mm-hmm. And this was the one time the the roles reversed. Mm-hmm. And because like you were the like, I'm the one that's like chasing goofy ideas and you're the one that's like, hey, actually. And like, it's just that that ebb and flow is what keeps us afloat. And this was the first time that we both like the roles reversed. Mm -hmm. And now you feel like you're stepping back into that ring. Yeah, I'm I'm just like petrified that they're going to find something. But I need it. Like, here's the thing. So now that we know we can't really get anything paid for unless it's like so why are we even 12 doing months it? in, I guess to know. And we need the x-rays, right? To like know what's going on. Oh, I mean, because I thought... it would just be putting it off knowing, right? Well, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't... Or she said that there's... She said that, you know, maybe if it's like... We can talk to our insurance company if we need stuff done and be like, hey, it's actually just a cavity. Is there any chance you can go ahead and cover that? But, I mean, people sit on cavities for, like, months without doing anything about it. Yeah. But what month is it? Is it August? Yes. Time's a construct in a pandemic. Right. So, like, it'll be 12 months, I guess, in January. So, yeah, how many months is that putting it off? Like, four? I don't know. That does feel like a lot. But, honestly, babe, I I need to get the fear... I, yeah, I still I think, think we, we should go, right? <laughs> now I'm like, wait, do we sound stupid for going? Yeah, honestly, now I'm like, why even go? Like, why not just schedule it? But if you feel like at the end of this, yeah, you're like, I did it. I'm done. Bye. Yeah, it almost feels like a baby step of that. Yeah, but we got to drive an hour. I don't know. Maybe but also, here's another thing. Here's what's true for me. I think one of the reasons why my mouth got so bad was because I did not go soon enough. And maybe they'll tell us, hey, you need I to go. I could have avoided a root canal had I gone sooner. Yeah, so let's just go. And like worst case scenario, they find something that's on the way to a root canal and, and we'll catch just, it early. You nab it. I love that. You know, so I, I think I do support going today. No, so if you don't support that, tell me why and also it's too late. Yeah. Okay, so why don't we wrap this very emotional, oh very gosh. fun. We started out very high, got really low, and now we're just like leveling out. I love yeah, that. Yeah, I didn't think that was happening. I, I knew I was going to cry today. I just didn't know when. I'll probably cry again whenever we're done with this. No, that's great. Um, Let's go ahead and wrap it up. So do you want to talk about something you're super into? Oh, gosh. I'll tell something I'm super into. receptionist at this dentist clinic. Okay. No, I'm not into her. <laughs> that's funny. Um, I, I'm super into the new Killers album. 
they came out with an album called Imploding the Mirage. Yeah. The, the Killers have always been one of my favorite bands, and they released what I think is their best album since Sam's Town. It is, that's like... Wow, you love, you have been listening to it a lot. I've been listening to it a lot. I think it's really great. It sounds like a band, like, when you get to a point when you're selling enough records and you're, like, a big enough, you can really just, like, phone it in, and it sounds like their last two albums, they phoned it in, and then for this one, they were like, hey, you guys want to actually, like, make an album that's, yeah. like, really good, yeah. and it feels like it's, you know, Brandon Flowers is probably my favorite frontman of a band, and he, like, legitimately shows up and, like, shows out on this record. It's so good. Uh, the songs I really love are, um, I love Fire and Bone. Caution is the first single, and I think it's one of their best singles. It sounds like an old song. Caution does. Yeah. I mean, they have that killer song know, on every yeah. record. True, true. But I also love Blowback, and I think that's a great song. So I, I highly recommend it. If you love, like, new Springsteen vibe, it's a it's a really great time. Yeah. Go ahead. I I mean I honestly don't know. I'm having a hard time like thinking of something that I'm into right okay. now. You don't have to be into something every week. I'm yeah. I'm into you every week, so you can <laughs> use mine. Thanks. Okay. I love you. Let's go to the freaking dentist and let's get our teeth looked at. <laughs> it's extensively. Extensively. Without cleaning them. 